Somewhere in the West, there's a place where sound, soul, and groove meet. Where the music of new artists meets listeners like you. Just like the ocean meeting the shore. We call that place the Groove Coast. And now, here are your hosts, John Celentano and Daryl Craig Harris. That theme song. Awesome. Yeah. I know, I love that song. Crazy we, we, theme song, We, we love man. Nigel, he rocks that. Yes. <laughs> rocks the intro. Um, um, so, John, how you been? Yeah, I've been good, man. I've been busy. Yeah. Life, yeah. life changes in the past six months. Right. So, you got, tell, us, tell yeah. us what's been happening, because you have a lot happening, right? Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, since I moved to Las Vegas in 99, um, I've been basically a working musician for that for the vast majority of that. And you came out from California, right? Came moved from LA. Oh cool. Where there was absolutely I had absolutely nothing going. Yeah. So uh I came here and have been working pretty steadily ever since. And uh in the last six months have had a big switch. <clears throat> I was I was doing some volunteering, actually over the past probably eight months, eight or nine months, uh was doing some volunteering at an organization called Opportunity Village, which okay. you know of. Right. Uh, I was teaching some saxophone. And Opportunity Village is an organization that provides uh, vocational and fine and performing arts training for adults with disabilities. Right. And these disabilities range from mild epilepsy to cerebral palsy. Right. Uh, and Down, Down syndrome. Down syndrome, right. autism, mm-hmm. um, basically anything you can think of. And a good friend of ours, Daryl Borges, mm-hmm. who is now out performing on a cruise, he was uh, what's called a music mentor there. And they teach uh, music and music-related subjects to these students. And uh, Daryl was offered a promotion to head the music department, and uh, or rather the fine arts department. And since I'd been volunteering, he thought I'd be a good choice to replace him. Right. They offered me the position for some ungodly reason. <laughs> and I took it, and I've been teaching music full-time during the day. While still gigging, yeah, in the busy, evenings busy. and on the weekends, which is a thing, and that's five days a week, right? That's yeah, five days a week, man. Uh-huh. I didn't realize there were two six thirties in a day <laughs> until <laughs> right. I started doing exactly. this job. Um, and so Opportunity Village, for people that don't know, um, if you're not in Vegas, but actually Opportunity Village has been here for how many years? Fifty something years, fifty right. plus years, and they've done some mm-hmm. amazing work. They do some great work, and they're affiliated with it's it's they call it Las Vegas's favorite charity, yeah. and uh, again, it's another nonprofit. Um, but people like Carlos Santana have been involved, Celine Dion, Penn Jillette. If you watched uh, several seasons ago on The Apprentice, mm. the two finalists were Penn Jillette uh, and Trace Adkins. Oh, okay. And Penn's charity that he was playing for was Opportunity Village. Right, because Penn lives here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it has a lot of great support from the community and from the, the celebs that come and do residencies here. Um, and it's been an adventure, man. And the, 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 the best thing about it, far and away... Is being able to to do music and music related things with people who are just doing it for the joy of it. Right. Um, you know, as as pros in any field, you you get wrapped up in the day to day, right? And in the minutia and in the it's just the, trying to work, just trying to work, yeah. and and the egos that come along with all sure. of that stuff. And to work with people who are doing it just for the sheer love of getting up on stage and doing it. Yeah is amazing these are people that have trouble dressing themselves right. and they work their asses off for 
a shot at 10 minutes on stage. Well, it's awesome, too, because we just did a uh, – we're actually where we're located is the Space Studios, as, as I mentioned, <clears> um, <throat> for our Facebook Live. And by the way, we're Facebook living today, a new yes. a new adventure at uh, Jazz. You finally get to see what we look like. Right, at Jazz audience. Drive on Facebook. <laughs> but um, uh, we just did uh, – the Monday's Dark, which is a charity event here in Las Vegas, and we had the Elvises from Opportunity Village. The, El- the OV Elvi. They so perform fun. everywhere. Oh yeah. my God, they're so fun. Yeah, they're great. Those guys work really hard yeah. to, to put those shows together. Yeah, and, so it's, uh, it's kids, kids, actually not even really kids. No, it's, it's from, it's 18 and up. Yeah. It's 18 and up, so. But you guys do such good work over there. It's really awesome. It's fun. We'll have you over and you can do some, yeah. some playing how can, how for can, If people want to find out about that, they can find, it's at, at Opportunity Village. Opportunity is okay. where you want to go. OpportunityVillage.org yeah. or search Facebook or Instagram for Opportunity Village. Um and you'll find all the information yeah. that you need. So, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, really, it's really been cool. great. It's yeah. been really fun. So, what else? so you actually just started, um, there's another group actually just started up in oh, yeah. Vegas, the Wind Jammers. The Wind Jammers. So there's a phenomenon, a musical phenomenon known as Yacht Rock. Yeah, right? so we, and, we all hear about that. So right? take, go ahead. So Yacht Rock, the way I understand it and the way it's I've lived it, uh, is all your favorite soft rock hits from the 70s and 80s. So yeah. we're talking like Toto, right. the Doobie Brothers, Michael McDonald, the, Hall & Oates, Little River Band, Little River Band okay. Orleans, right. um, Kenny Loggins. Which is right? like some really great tunes, it's right? It's awesome music. Yeah. It's the most For the most part, it is awesome music. Christopher Cross. Right. Quintessentially. I think pa- right. Pablo Cruz. Pablo Cruz, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about Leo Sayer earlier, right? right? That yep. kind of stuff. Yep. So um, I've done a band like that in the past. It was called uh, The Guilty Pleasures, and then later changed to The Pleasure Cruise. Which actually makes me want to okay. Yeah. So with the guilty pleasures, yeah. what, what you so you actually have sort of a character you put together. Yeah. What's the name of the character? So okay, because <laughs> you you know that, exactly where that, I'm going. I know, with this. I know where you're going with this, <laughs> and I'm going to burn that wig. Um, so the band was um, okay. What you have to understand, if you don't live in Las Vegas, you need to understand that everything here needs to have a hook. Right, and you can't just you be a singer. Have, you right. gotta be like a you can't just even be a good. You something. can very rarely just be a good band and right, perform. Right. So you need a hook. You need some kind of an angle. And the angle for this band, the Guilty Pleasures, was since it was a yacht rock band, we were mm. all going to come up with characters and dress in a smooth '70s or smooth '80s style. Think so think, something '70s related. Yes, right, think right, like right. Huey Lewis in the "I Want a New Drug" video right, with right. the red suit and the T-shirt. Um, and so <laughs> everyone had a character like the. The the uh, the bass player's name was Rico Riviera, Rico Riviera, and the piano player was Ronnie Dallas, and the drummer was Captain Anton Neal. Say that fast, Captain Anton Neal, right? And my character was Michael MacDonald, and right. it was as if based Michael based McDonald, on our friend Michael, based on right. loosely, <laughs> Loose, okay, very loosely. If he sees this, don't sue me. Um, based loosely on Michael McDonald, it was as if uh, Ron Burgundy from Anchorman. Inhabited <laughs> Michael McDonald's body. That's a good actually. That's a good comparison. That's exactly what it was. And so we performed a lot in town and and around the country. Had a great time with it. It was cool. That band ended. Um, but before we move on yes. from that, so could you do me a little? Could you just oh, give me a little a little taste of the Michael McDonald uh, voice that you do? I I I'll. Now I'll try. And I'll preface I'm, this. I'm I'll preface this with saying that your brother was on a cruise with Michael McDonald. Yeah, the real he was. Lead, and he actually played him. I guess a video. He showed him some video, and, and I guess it, a... it got a chuckle <laughs> before he took the phone and threw it overboard. No, um, he didn't do that. No, he, he was apparently he was very. Uh, 
It was very humorous. He he got a, he got a kick out so of it. So lay some some McDonald's on us oh, there, John. Man, you know you want to. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm so ragged today, but I'll give it a try. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, jeez, man, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> <clears throat> you don't know me, but I'm your brother. I was raised here in this living hell. Huh. All right, that's smooth, all I got. The smooth sounds of John Celentano. <laughs> that's all I got. That's awesome. So, I mean, actually, but one thing like with you and your brother, because your brother's a keyboard player and yeah. also a great singer, yeah. is that you guys have always, we talked about this when we did our the first episode, but you guys have always had some amazing harmonies in the bands that you've been in. Yeah, it's been great. Man. And the Guilty Pleasures was definitely Guilty Pleasures was a really good band, yeah. really good band. Um, and the, the, the thing that, that I'm doing now it's called the Wind Jammers. It's another yacht rock band, sans characters and costumes, mm-hmm. um, and it's made up and of some, some fantastic amazing, musicians. Yeah, um, uh, one of the the top, probably the top band here in town, uh, called Santa Fe and the Fat City Horns, which mm-hmm. is um, some of the best horn players, singers, instrumentalists right. in the city. Guys that have played with Celine Dion, yep. Santana, Ben yep. Midler, like, mm-hmm. on, like huge. Manilow, all those guys. Luis like, all Miguel. the headliners. Yeah. Luis Miguel, yeah. Uh, Ricky Martin. Um, a couple of those guys, Jerry Lopez and, uh, and Jamie Hosmer, good friends of ours, uh, decided to, to start this band because the music is fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's they great, asked me to, great to vocal, be in it. vocal music. It's, yeah, it really is. If, if you're and you guys are all harmonies, amazing, yeah. awesome singers. It's a fun band. It's a... Uh, so it's me singing and playing saxophone, Jerry Lopez on guitar. Everybody sings. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Lopez on guitar, uh, who's with Ricky Martin, among others. Jamie Hosmer, who plays with Michael Cavanaugh. Right. And Jamie's um, playing with uh, Asia, with, with John Asia, Payne, that's right, right John Payne. Yep. Yeah. Um, and some other great musicians. Uh, Ray Allaire, who's playing bass, who's a right. fantastic singer. Um, Michael Johnson playing guitar. And then a, a fellow named, who I would only known by reputation, uh, named Steve Grantham, right. playing drums. All these guys are Las Vegas heavy hitters and yeah and they're kind of fantastic. i mean they're, those guys the thing band. about it is you know people think vegas oh vegas schmaltzy musician whatever but now there's actually tons of world-class players that live mm-hmm. here that tour with everybody you can think of um like said the santa fe band right like those guys those go, they, they go out with uh, they finish celine dion's run and then they're out with her on the road yeah you know so it's it's pretty yeah mm-hmm. like some really great players yeah um, so the Windjammers thing, like you guys now, they have like a regular gig. In we town, have a right? regular gig every Thursday night at the Red Rock Resort in Las, in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Um, and it's a free show, uh, and we'll be there as as long as they like us. Yeah. yeah. What's cool about, I mean, we were just talking about that earlier because we had our little Starbucks meetup. Um, a little plug for Starbucks. Show. Um, Future but, show sponsor, Starbucks. <laughs> hopefully, right? Um, but we were talking about that. Like, we've actually been really fortunate because we've always kept working. Like, you know, the working situation for <laughs> musicians in general. Not only in Vegas, but just in, in the world, has really changed over the last maybe twenty years. Um, and what do, what do you think? Like for you, what's your sort of secret to keeping working? And and re, is it reinventing? Yourself? I got a day job, or, man. Well, well, yeah, but, <laughs> no, but I mean, but it, still, even but, with the day job, you work, terms you work of, a lot. In yeah. terms of, of, of staying working, um, this is nothing that you don't know. It, it's it's you need to be able to to play a lot of different stuff. Right. Um, you need to and be, be open to, sound, to doing that. Yeah, be yeah. open to doing that. You need to be able to sound le- legit enough in enough different styles. I think mm-hmm. you need to be. Uh, you need to be. You need to be a nice person. Honestly, yeah. you need to be some someone who people want to call and call back. And that's something I always like, you know, because people, especially as a young player, you think, oh, I've got all the chops. I'm going to really work on being 
that, you know, Mr. Hot yeah. Chop guy. And it's like, what you find, and I know you've experienced this too, is oftentimes the guys that actually work all the time are not necessarily the guys that are like the chops, most amazing mm-hmm. guys. It's the guys that can get along with other yeah, people. Yeah, it's the chops will yeah. get you the gig, but they, they might not keep the gig. Yeah, you got to um, be able to, to socially. Jerry Lopez put know. it a great way. He said, it's, it, after at a certain point, right, you assume everybody at a certain point can play exactly. and is right. competent. Yeah. So it's not about how they play; it's how they bus. I mean, how do they travel? Yeah, exactly. How are they to hang out with on the road? How are they? You know, if you're spending nine hours on a bus ride or, yeah. or a van, how are you cool to hang out with? Yeah, and I played. You know, I was with Gary Puckett for right. a bunch of for years. A long time before I, I was with Cirque du Soleil after Gary, and it was funny because Gary, we were doing like fifteen, eighteen one nighters a month, mm-hmm. which is a lot. All a fly lot of dates, stuff, flying in, flying out. So I basically was like three years of no sleep. Yeah, right. And then when I got uh, with Cirque du Soleil's Mystere here in Las Vegas, and it was a regular five-day-a-week schedule, just like a day job, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it felt weird to play at a full night's sleep. Right, right. <laughs> it kind of felt like it was like strange. The whole world looks different after a couple yeah, of nights of eight yeah. hours, man, of yeah. just being able it was, to It was rest. like because yeah. I was so used to playing, like, and singing and yeah. all that, just being so tired. Mm-hmm. And you've done a lot of that 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 type of road work, man. So yeah, I, you know. I still – I still like traveling. It's just, you know, uh, things have changed with traveling. It's gotten more difficult. Yeah. Um, Gig-wise, that's always kind of changing and morphing. You know, you think you're going to be slow one month, and all of a sudden you get one phone call, and oh, you're busy. Oh, that's the thing, right? And any, any musician and you can never relate know. to that. Yeah, you look at your calendar. We're in February, right? And so right now I'm looking at the first couple weeks of March, and March so far is kind of empty. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, the calendar, the calendar. And I guarantee you, in about – in about a week yeah fingers right you hope right, going, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, the way it happens is stuff will start to just fall in yeah. and you will get you know and a lot of that's just you know, really for like younger players trying to explain how that all works it's really again like I mean obviously networking is part of it part of it's being a nice person so mm-hmm. people will recommend you yeah because the guy you I've I've always said this like you may do a gig for like a $50 club gig not think a lot about it but right. that one guy that's on stage with you someday down the road he might be the guy that gives you that big call or he's gonna he's gonna book a thousand dollar corporate for yeah. you at some point or he remember. might be the guy that got the gig with you know van halen or whatever whomever not Van Halen's not a good example but he might be the, g- the guy that got the gig with you know with some big touring act and he goes oh yeah there was this guy in vegas you know mm-hmm. or there was this guy in, in cleveland i played with so like that's a really good reason to yeah. show up prepare it and be on time and all the basic like business be stuff, punctual right? yeah be punctual. Be be polite. Be helpful. Be right. helpful. Yeah. If you can just be helpful, whether it's hey man, let me grab that bag or yeah. you know. And I always got I got to a thing too, where and I realized this sort of right off right off the bat that I was like you know if I can't do the gig, I will try to find somebody for you. Right. Because what happens is they'll always call you. Yeah. Because then they don't have to. They know that you're going to get somebody hopefully competent. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a really good way also to help. Yeah, keep, keep right. yourself working. Be a resource. Yeah. If you can be if you can problem solve. That's yeah. it's like anything else, man. If you if you can problem I mean, okay. Like we said, at a certain point you assume you can play. So yes, know your instrument, know the music, right? The basics. Yeah. Know your basics, yeah, exactly. And, but then just be a, a helpful, good good guy to be or good guy or girl to be around. Yeah. And, you know, do do your job and And I think to, I mean, like I I mean, we we talk a lot about that too because I do a lot of social media stuff. So I manage a bunch of different pages and <clears throat> and and see how. And I actually part of what I've been doing my mission, well, I guess, within the last year or two, a couple of years, is helping new artists. Yeah. And I think like, what do you think on social media? Like, 
what's your feeling about that like for promotion and self-promotion and all that you know stuff? i think a lot of musicians for as, as as much as we can be outgoing and you know boisterous on stage i think a lot of us are really self-critical yeah and doubt our abilities many times and don't have a lot of confidence sometimes speaking generally right in in our ability and i think that translates sometimes into poor self-promotion right i know that i'm bad at it um i think in i think now what's interesting now is to see younger musicians because i'm in my late mid 40s right um i got a couple years right so i think it's different for musicians now who have basically grown up with social media right who to them it's second nature um if you're a slightly older musician i'd say if you're under 30 and up you got to get on that train Mm -hmm. or else i forget where i saw it but it's basically the quote was if your work is not online it doesn't exist well and that's i mean I've had that discussion with bands I've been in myself. Yeah, I mean, you have the expertise in this. So what yeah, do you, what and do you I was think? I was actually in a, in a tribute band, um, well, Bruce in the USA. <clears throat> yeah, um, which is actually one of the world's busiest, busiest tribute bands. They're always up and down the East Coast, and that was one of the things that we talked about when I came in because we're, I mean, we're doing these shows. Some of the shows were in front of ten thousand people. Yeah, and I'm like, what it kind of comes down to is, unless you take a photo or you shoot some video. Nobody outside Nobody of the knows. people that were there actually know that you're doing right. those kinds of gigs. And they'll post, right? And they'll, yeah. they'll, that audience will post and do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But your peers, who probably don't follow and, the people and in the audience, they won't know. And promoters and buyers. Promoters and, and buyers, agents, yeah. Other band you know, leaders, yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. So it's from if you are, and I think it's different whether if you're an artist, like if you're the front person or if you're writing original sure. material. Yeah. That I, that social media approach, I think, will be different. And you can tell me, correct me if I'm wrong, that is different from a person who is a sideman yeah. or someone who doesn't have an yeah, album it's sort, or it's sort original of a different material track. to promote. Right, it's a different track. So, okay, so then with, with that, speak to that. What is the – if you're the artist, if you're the name, mm-hmm. how do you – how does that promotion differ from if well, you're just I mean, the guy? I mean, kind of to, to go back a little bit, I mean, for me, like, the thing is, you know, your favorite artist, whoever that might be, Billy Elish, right, mm-hmm. these guys that are even now really current, they have, you know, they have a promotions team, they have a publicist, they have a record label. Um, for those of us that are like our, you know, basically mortals, like, you know, like us, the regular working, working guy, you know, you basically have to do all that yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, and going back to what you were saying about people that are insecure about promoting themselves and all that, mm-hmm. what I tell those people um, when I'm kind of, you know, advising them on social media stuff is you really have to look at it like you're a brand, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm myself, obviously, but I'm also a brand that I'm representing because that's my professional side. Mm-hmm. And you sort of have to, you know, and it's not really about self-promotion. It's really more about educating people about your abilities. Yeah. Right? So when you think about about it that way, it, it doesn't feel at maybe as weird, yeah. you know, because and self-promotion it is, it is sounds your like business. A, right. And self-promotion, it, it sounds like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of a necessary evil yeah. to what we do. Sure, I mean, you sort of have to. Right, right? And, it, and it's and it, you know, uh, who talked about this in the show? Serena Henry. Yeah. When we had her on, wonderful, uh, awesome Boston singer summer. from Las Vegas. Yeah. When he when we had her on the show, she was basically the same thing. It is, a you, you got to let people know you're out there. Yeah. Because if they don't know, they don't know. Right. They're not going to know to come see you. Yeah, and you could be the best singer in the you. world, but if people don't can't have a chance to hear you, it doesn't. Right. Whether and you know. whether that's live or whether you're in your bedroom doing yeah. Instagram videos, right. if people don't know you exist, 
I'll tell you, you can't blame going, way, going way back, which is kind of funny to say now, but when I first saw MySpace, um, I was actually at Starbucks, and one of the girls there was showing me this new thing called MySpace. And as soon as I saw that, I was I instantly got what that was. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's a free website mm-hmm. that people you don't have to pay somebody to find your website. You don't have to advertise it. Yep, it's right there, and people will flock to you. Yeah, you just yeah. hashtag music, hashtag bass player, hashtag guitar yeah. player, and they can find you. I had a band in oh, when, during when MySpace started to hit, uh, original power pop band like oh. Four oh five oh six, and for twenty four hours we were more popular than REM, and, right, was, yeah. and then REM launched their MySpace page. Yeah. My, my, my MySpace actually, by the time I got sort of done with it, because I mean everybody moved on, but I was like like fifteen thousand followers. Yeah, right. Um, right. And it wasn't because of anything. I was wasn't famous. I'm still not famous, but it was just because I was engaged and I was, you know, trading messages. Yeah. And I even like you know I'm a bass player. So um, that's what been one of the really fun things is hooking up with the global base community yeah, right. on Facebook and Instagram, and it's millions of people. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yep. You know. Um, oh, I had I had something very salient and very insightful to ask you, uh, but we'll circle back to it. Yeah, I know. I threw you off with the Michael back. McDonald. That's a it got a, I rocked your world. And I apologize that. to Ken for overloading the microphone. Oh, it's Ken. That. Ken will be okay. <laughs> It'll, it'll all work out. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. So, so we were okay. actually we were talking about the Nam show because that just happened. Right? Oh Nam! Oh Nam! <laughs> You've been to a bunch of Nam shows. I've been to. Th- this was my third or fourth this past year. Okay. What is Nam for those who might not? So know? Nam is the, it's National Association of Music Merchants. So it's basically um, it's not really technically open to the public, although a lot of people seem to find <laughs> everybody them, seems they seem to, to find their way in. Um, but basically, it's music manufacturers um, when people that are making products or or music related products. Products. Yeah. So, so sure. Drum, yeah, sure. Um, uh, drum companies. Guitar, Future show sponsor. Sure. Right. And actually, we're, we're our Facebook <laughs> Live is we're using the Sure uh, video kit. But um, so yeah, basically, music manufacturers, music related, music magazines. Everybody's there. Mm-hmm. This year, I was there on a media pass through my um, jazz in Europe. That's awesome. stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. fun. It's fun and crazy. It's it's. There's two of them. There's, there's twice a year. Uh, winter is in Anaheim, California, at the Anaheim Convention Center. Right. And Summer Nam is in Nashville. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I've never been to the summer one. Yeah, Nashville's a little hot in July. Have you been to that one? <laughs> I haven't been to that one. I I've hear been, it's a little smaller. Yeah, a little it's, more it's sane. actually um, in the convention center, right downtown okay. Nashville. Um, it's probably that one's probably maybe more guitar and bass, okay. string, string instruments. Yeah. So so Nam in 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 Anaheim is every product. Under the sun, yeah, music from related. around the world, from the yeah. biggest makers, from you know Fender, Yamaha, sure, everybody, all the way down in the basement level to these mad geniuses who rent a booth in the basement to right. show off their new effects pedals or yeah. their new their new weird amps or whatever it might be. And so you've got basically four days, right, of yeah. of of craziness, of craziness, people demoing <laughs> products. People playing all of their hip licks. It's basically the. It's. I told my wife, it's the biggest, loudest guitar center you've ever. That's been pretty in. much it. I always, I always kind of joke about my Nam uh, indoor sunglasses because all the, the rock star thing with yes. the sunglasses. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm um, actually kind of known for that. People will come up and say, "Hey, I got my sunglasses." <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a thing, and it's and it's uh, you know, the cool, one of the cool things about it is that if you're lucky enough to go, you can see all these great artists. Right. At their booths because everybody's endorsing a product. Yeah. Everyone's an endorsed artist, and so yeah, you, you can, can catch guys all like those Marcus people. Miller, right? Or yeah. or uh, uh, oh, geez, who would I see? Uh, Joey DiFrancesco, the B three player, mm-hmm. was was there. I, I bumped into him. Um, 
uh, Ernie Watts, the saxophonist, yeah. has been there. I've seen him before. George Benson was there the first year I was there. Yeah. So and they're doing all these little performances. Yeah, and it's people that at their I mean, booths. under normal circumstances you'd never be able to no. actually get to, but like if they're standing, literally standing. I mean, they're standing right in front of you at these booths, and then also too, there's a lot of them are doing like concert performances. Yeah, and they're bigger concerts. Tower of Power had one had their one of their 50th anniversary shows, yeah. outdoor on the big Yamaha stage uh, this year. Yeah. And I got to see a half hour of that. And it was great. Kenny Loggins was on the following yeah. night, the closing night. Um, and the thing that NAM is good for, and we'll talk about this, because we were mentioning earlier, you know, what's your strategy for a successful show? And I think it's... Yeah. It, well, I that kind of ties with back any to the convention whole, that you the go whole to. NAM hang, the, right? Yeah, right. The Nam yeah. hang. Yeah. Go. I'll let you talk about. It. You've been to more of these than I. Well, have. yeah. It's just you know, it, it's interesting because I mean, there's a whole you know, a lot of stuff with the Nam thing is about people trying to get endorsements for products, getting free stuff, free stuff. Hey, I want yeah, free stuff. Which is that's yeah. that's a whole other subject for another day. You don't. The, 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 pro tip. Don't do that. Don't yeah. don't go to Nam expecting free stuff. Go to, don't go to anywhere expecting no. free. Yeah, it's string. I mean, what I would say in that situation is, is if you want to contact with with you know if you're a musician, and you want to contact with builders or whatever, you know, give them your card, introduce yourself, and then follow up with them down the road because right. those guys are busy. They're trying to make sales. They're trying to. You know, a lot of those guys are mom yeah. and pop, small. Business. A lot of them are. Yeah, and a lot of them have a ton of A lot of those bigger companies have a, have an artist roster a mile long. Yeah, and. Somebody gave me a great piece of advice. Uh, all of the people in that industry know each other. Yep. All the artist reps it's for all the different companies, small. they all talk to each other. Yeah. And if you're, pardon me, if you're the asshole, yeah. it's going to get around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you want to be, you definitely want to approach them from being a, from a humble place. Yeah. The other thing, a big misconception about the artist endorsement thing, uh, which is funny to me, is so I always explain it like this. Basically, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Oh, I just lost his name. Um, Tiger Woods. Okay, there okay. you go. So Tiger Woods endorses Nike. Nike doesn't endorse Tiger Woods. So even though it is right. by by nature, it sort of is like that, but that's actually how that works. So if you get a deal with, say, Yamaha Music, uh, you're endorsing them. They're not endorsing you. Right. It's really important to understand that because if you don't understand that and you talk to these artist reps from these companies, they're going to look at you funny. Um, the, even though they'll understand what you're saying, but that it's really good to understand what that deal is. So, and that also comes back to you actually being able to get endorsements because what they're looking for is people with lots of exposure, not necessarily famous, but mm -hmm. what, when you talk with them, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go to your social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, YouTube, and yeah. see how many followers you have, how active you are. Do you post uh, other gear that, and then tag the uh, companies? That's all super important. So you should know that going in, like have mm -hmm. that all together. It's a very, it's very much a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. And you got to have your business together. It's a business. Those guys yeah. are business people. A lot of them are small mom and pop companies are trying to survive and they're definitely looking for new players to, to work with, but you got to respect their time mm -hmm. and, and be humble and, and their work. You know, yeah. you can't, like we said, it's not about getting. Yeah. And, and there's also, and, there's also guys that get multiple endorsements with multiple right. companies and once you get to be known as one of those guys, that will shut you down. So, mm. <laughs> you know, that's not, it sounds like it's really cool, but it's actually not cool. And it helps to use the products that you're endorsing, too. To well, actually yeah. want to use, if you like, if you like it. Right. And I mean, that's like, it's it. sort of and stating the, the obvious. If right? you're willing to pay for it, then this company has a reason to, yeah. to maybe invest a little time. And here's the thing, too. Like, you know, it used to be it was actually easier to get free gear. That's actually <clears> become pretty rare because um, most companies got burned. They would give people gear, then they would find out the guy sold the gear down the road. 
So now typically the deal is they'll give you like an artist accommodation pricing. And what mm -hmm. that actually means is like they'll give you a percentage off yeah. retail. Maybe sometimes it's 10% above cost or whatever. And that's like sort of the entree or mm -hmm. beginning deal. Yeah. And then as they see that you're loyal and you're doing your part by promoting and tagging the companies, and then they'll actually reciprocate by maybe you will get a free instrument down the road mm -hmm. or free, you know, straps or strings or whatever that is. Or you can get to a convention like NAM as right. one of their artists or one of their yeah. one of their and guests. Demo the, demo the and gear. demo the new gear yeah. and maybe hang around at the booth and talk to people who right. are passing by. Hey, do you play this you I play okay. Not to, to name drop, I, I have a, a, an artist deal with Con Selmer, right. who uh, which is know, a great wind instruments, yeah. Right. Um, because you're a sax and I, player, yeah. And I play Yanagasawa saxophones, future yeah. show sponsor, Yanagasawa. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I got I, I went to the, the, the first year I went, it was very random and very scattershot, but I knew I wanted to meet the artist rep who I'd been speaking to via email. Right. Um, got to meet him. The following year, I went back, had a relation. You know, we'd struck up a relationship. Where mm -hmm. I had somebody to speak to. I spent a little time at the booth. Right. People passing by. You're hey, what are you playing? The, like, building the relationship. Mm -hmm. right. Hey, what what horn is that? Well, this is their new da 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 da. And I'm not there in an official capacity, but I'm there because I like the gear and I like the horns, right. and I'm going to tell people that I like these products. Other saxophone players, if they're asking, what is that? Yeah, and say this is great, and you should try this. Yeah, and, and it, it, helps, it, 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 helps, it helps. It helps you from many different angles, right? Because also, even if you're talking to people about mm -hmm. gigs, or maybe you're talking to record labels, or, or a potential artist gigs comes up, and you say, you know, you're with a brand like like mm -hmm. that, Summer Khan, which is like a big yeah. international brand, or I mean, that guy was with Yamaha for a bunch mm -hmm. of years. Um, you know, it all it's it's a it's a reciprocal relationship that you build, but it's just important to know that it's all about respect, mm -hmm. being humble, being nice being a business person mm -hmm. right because musicians oftentimes they don't it's hard for us to do the business side we're of the worst yeah we're the worst i mean come on it, yeah. it, artists oftentimes, and performers yeah. are generally often the worst at that kind of stuff yeah. and just which also for whatever back, reasons that, right which also comes back to the whole self-promotion thing and all that right right, right. and it's, it's it's as far as that goes it's visibility mm -hmm. don't you think yeah yeah um yeah and i think also too like being aligned with those kind of companies will actually open other opportunities for other mm -hmm. companies but again like you want to make sure these guys do all know each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, a guy i know through facebook was a um a product uh guy it was in like r d and, and development for mm -hmm. um rico reads which right. is now Dodario, which is another big company right yeah. and um he was the he was the one that mentioned it yeah it's like he kind of wrote a little treatise okay all, all right all you guys who are thinking you want these deals and want these endorsements and right. da 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 da. These are the this rules is of how behavior. it works. Yeah, yeah, these are the best practices, right? Like in any industry, there are best practices. Yeah. There are best practices for being a working musician. Right. And we could we could probably do hours I know. on this. Yeah. On and this I get, alone. you know, on my because I have uh, I have bass players around the world, which is one of my pages, and it has we're coming up on eight thousand members. Then we have our music pages, which is like six million people, mostly mm -hmm. musicians, and and that that's a subject like the whole endorsement thing that always comes up and there's so much misconception about it. I've been doing the endorsement thing for 30 years, literally. So I'm pretty well versed on that, how that works. And I'm friends with many of the guys that are our, our artist relations folks. And I hear what they, they tell me so, back. Too. Okay. So what is the, what's the, 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 the biggest mistake or the thing you hear most that's said most often, like this is the cardinal. 
The so. biggest, the biggest thing. Well, I, 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 I want to say like you know, guitar bass wise, that's really what I would speak to. But the biggest thing is, hey, I'm in a band that's going to be famous, and you should give me a guitar. And that's the instant help me out on. based on my on my by potential because I think I'm really famous, and you should give me something for free. Uh, and as soon as you do that, those guys, you know. I mean, if you really are famous, generally, like, they're going to come to they're you. They're going to come here. Yeah. It's not really, you know what I mean? So when you do that, as soon as you do that, it's like, uh-oh. And believe me, the word gets around. Like, I watch bet. out for this guy. So, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, most of those guys, you know, most of the artist guys, they're actually musicians. They're, mm-hmm. They play in bands, too. Right. They get it. Yeah. They're not They're not on, on detached from that whole world. And a lot so. of them play better than you do. Well, that's true. <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot you know of those guys I mean? are killer players. There, there are a lot of them are Yeah, it's awesome. our friend, uh, friend Dino, who's the guy from Mampeg. He's the artist relations guy. And he's a great bass player. Yeah. I, mean, I could think of a whole bunch of those guys that are great players. These guys should be getting deals with other companies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, they got that, that's their day job. Right. right. That's um, the thing. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. Is there anything it's else? It's a whole other world, man. Anything else it we're really thinking is. about these days? Um, let's see. Well, actually, we, so we're working on some new guests. That's, That's right. We talked about. Yep. Um, and it's not going to, it's, um, you know, we're uh, with Jazz Tribe and um, Jazz Talk News, but not just jazz. Like, we do right. everything. So jazz, jazz blues, funk, soul, blues. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're, we are working on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can line them up, we got some really cool things in mind, really cool yeah. guests in mind. And yeah. we can't say, but keep watching the page. And if you are, and actually another thing we're, we're also very interested in doing is um, showcasing new and up and coming artists. Yeah. So um, not only here on the podcast, but also on the uh, the Facebook pages yep. and all that. So if you are an up and coming artist and you would like to contact us, um, please go to Jazz uh, Jazz Tribe on Facebook and just message us, or you can find me. I'm at Daryl Craig Harris mm-hmm. um, or John Celentano. Yep. At John J O N. Yeah. Celentano J O N. And then we also have the Groove Coast podcast page, which is our our home. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, just reach out to us, and we'd love to hear your stuff. You can send us links and uh, check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's I think it's part of both of our mission, right, to to kind of shed light on people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, especially for for younger artists, up-and-coming artists, and not not just, like, artists like singer-songwriters or whatever, but – people who just want to be working musicians right there's a lot of information there's a lot there's a lot of information there's a lot of bad information there's a lot of of bad advice and and i don't i certainly don't have the market cornered on good advice i yeah i learn stuff from everybody i work with what to do what not to do and i think it would be fun and we've kind of gotten into this today but i think it'd be cool to have some some people in in the future talking about okay what how do you do it how do you make a living right. as a musician what are the what are the things you must do yeah. what do you need to know how do you need to conduct yourself because I, I don't know if and I've been out of you know edu- education and, and you know school for a long time so I don't know if that stuff is being taught anywhere I don't you I know? mean I think part of the I mean not I have a whole thing feeling about like music schools I don't know. I, I mean, there's definitely obviously a lot of value there, but at the same time, like what you find, is, I mean, I don't want to pick on Berkeley, but Berkeley would be a school that like what you find is a lot of guys that were Berkeley people, they went there for six months, they went there for a year, then they got a gig. And that's kind of part of the reason why they were there. Then they end up getting mm-hmm. good gigs, which is awesome. Um, so, and also that comes back to the whole networking thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many different paths, right? Yeah, there's there many different ways oh, to to, sure. to skin a cat, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, there, yeah, we'll get into that at some point on these next several shows. I think dealing with 
how to how to be a working pro. Yeah. How do you how do you conduct yourself? How do you get not just get a gig but get a repeat gig? Right. You know. But also what like, do you need to know? kind of like what what I was saying too is we are definitely into helping up and coming artists. So, yeah. Um, and we have some great outlets, uh, social media outlets with millions of yep. followers, and we're happy to showcase your material. Um, so feel free to send us stuff send and reach us, out to us. Send us links. Send us message. Yeah, yeah. and um, also too, you know, we're based in Vegas, so if there's Vegas artists or people that are coming this way, feel free to let us know. Maybe we can get maybe in touch. We can, yeah. yeah, maybe we can feature you. That'd be awesome. So absolutely, that's the most fun, John. Just me and yeah. you talking. We usually have a guest, but we we uh, we decided to go uh, just the duo. Well, today. we don't talk anymore. I, I mean, know, you know right? I mean, we've been so busy. We don't talk anymore. I know. That's true. Yeah, it's hard to find time. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much for everybody for joining us. We really appreciate it. And yeah. uh, please check out um, Jazz Tribe on Facebook. Check out our page at the Groove Coast. Dot, well, actually, the Groove Coast podcast. Sorry. And um, like I said, John Salentano, he's there. Yeah. I'm there, Daryl Craig Harris. And we look forward to talking with you again. We'll have another podcast soon. So yep. thanks. See ya. That does it for this week. Join us again soon for another edition of the Groove Coast. And thanks for listening. And remember, life doesn't have to be serious. It just has to be groovy.